Welcome to the You Are the Healer podcast. This is Sydney Rindernecht, a psych nurse and your host, here to educate, support, and motivate and encourage you to be your own healer and to take care of yourself as we dive into different mental health topics. Let's get into the episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week, we're going to dive further into boundaries, but before we get ahead of ourselves, let's do a little check-in. First of all, let's have you stop and ask yourself, how am I feeling? How am I feeling right now? And just be open and notice whatever comes in. It's okay. Whatever you're feeling is okay. All right. Now I will get into a high, a low, and what am I learning in this season of my life? And it's juicy. Okay. It's juicy. Um, so I like to start with my low. My low is just like the last week of my life. I've just been feeling weird and off and I'm so grateful because it feels like now I'm on the tail end of it. I've had a really good day and I'm coming back into myself, thank God. But basically what had been going on is I had a week-long migraine and like things were just, life was just not feeling normal. I don't know how to explain it, but I was really doubting myself super hard. My inner critic was so prevalent and so loud. I just didn't feel like myself. You know, I have lived with limiting beliefs and a critic in my head, like we all do my whole life. But this week it was like, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't get myself out of it. Um, But you know what? The good thing is, is everything is temporary and it was able to pass. And, you know, I'm out here feeling so much better and I'm just grateful for days like today when I feel better And the fact that impermanence is a thing and every single situation will change and end. And that is a lovely thing. Um, But I was talking about in therapy, I like, I usually only go to therapy like once a month and I literally had to book a session like again this month because I was like, yo, I'm struggling. But we talked a lot about the inner critic and my therapist gave me really, really helpful advice about it. So I want to share it before we even talk about boundaries or anything. Um, If you follow me on TikTok, I did post about this on my TikTok. Um, it's just Sydney Render and all of my links to all my things are in the show notes and also like my Instagram bio and all that stuff. So, um, I talked about how my therapist said, if you give your inner critic, like a face and a name, like if you really picture it in your head, then it'll be easier to notice because like a lot of people, my inner critic is automatic and kind of subtle and it's not thoughts that I'm choosing to think it's like the automatic critical thoughts. So I decided to name her Miranda, like Miranda from Sex and the City. Um, If you watch that show, you know that she is very like critical and harsh and negative. Honestly, she's kind of one of the best characters, but she's pretty, she's pretty brutal at some times. So now whenever I find myself being critical of myself, what I'm going to do is I'm going to picture Miranda's face in my head. and I'll be like, Miranda, get out of here. (laughs) I was like, it's not me. It's Miranda. And I also picked Miranda because... It made me think of like Miranda Cosgrove, like from Drake and Josh, um, her character, Megan, she's like the little sister that's like always like pranking her brothers and like super mean and like sneaky and stuff. And so I feel like both of those will summarize a good critic so that I can be like, it's not me, it's Miranda. <laughs> um, so that is a low kind of turn to a high that I'm on the end of feeling weird. Um, but an, a real high in my life is I have such fulfilling friendships with my female friends. I know, if you know, you know, if you're listening, I love you so much. I just don't 
think I could handle all of the highs and lows of life without the the genuine trust and love and respect that I have with my friends. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. And one of my friends actually told me um, there's this research study about happiness where girls with fulfilling female friendships were overall happier, even if they were in a toxic relationship with um, a man versus girls that were in healthy relationships with men, but did not have fulfilling female friendships. So I hope that makes sense. But basically having a strong group of female friends increases your overall happiness. And I am living proof of that because I just, I love my friends so much. I'm so glad that I have them. And it's just so fulfilling. And it's such a wonderful part of my life right now. All right. And we're going to get into what am I learning? <laughs> I feel like this could be the entire episode because um, I'm learning so much. Um, basically, something that I'm learning is healing is not linear and things come up, right? And I was feeling very frustrated with myself because I thought I was very healed in certain areas of my life and things came up and I got upset. And for me right now, what I'm really learning is how to validate my own emotions and how to validate my experience because it's very easy to look at somebody else and be like, oh, I should be doing this. I should be over this person. I should be X, Y, and Z. There is no timeline. There is no timeline that you have to be on for your life. We are all different. And that is something that is so wonderful is you can take your time. Take as long as you need. There is no right way to be doing things. There's only the way that you're currently doing them. So that's what I'm learning is it's okay to take your time. It's okay to feel your feelings, which is funny as a psych nurse. Like I literally teach that all the time, but it's hard taking my own advice. I'm like, why is it so easy to validate other people, but not myself? I don't know. Um, but take your time. There's no timeline. You're exactly where you need to be. And something that is coming up in this episode. And as I'm learning <laughs> is um, when I was planning to make this podcast, something kind of like a foundation of what I wanted the structure and the the message to be is like, we are all the students and we are all the teachers. I don't want to come across on my high horse with education, like, oh, I know better, blah, blah, blah. And that is definitely evident this week because I sure was the student on boundaries. I <laughs> I learned manually and it's nice because there's this philosophy in Buddhism that talks about like everyone is a teacher and everyone is a student. And I really value that because when I go into meeting new people or even communicating with people that I already know, I always think like they have something to teach me and I have something to learn and vice versa. So What's nice about having this community podcast space and discussion is I am very much the student just as much as I am a teacher and vice versa. So I'm, I'm coming at this episode with the lens of I am a student and I have just freshly learned some things about boundaries. Also, if you have not listened to the, bound, the original boundaries episode that I posted last last Sunday, Please give it a listen because this episode is building on the foundations of the last episode. So the last episode, we kind of dive into the basics of boundaries, and this will be a little more specific. We're going to talk about barriers. We're going to talk about enmeshment and all of that stuff. And um, there's resources in the link of the last episode in the show notes about, you know, there's YouTube videos, there's worksheets, there's a 
there's a workbook. So if you want to dive into boundaries, definitely check that out first. But I say that I'm the teacher and the student, or really the student with boundaries, because I learned some things in the last two weeks. And I want to share um, for, for multiple reasons. I think that people feel you'll feel less alone when people share their stories. Right. And then also me talking about it will further help me learn and understand it. And I honestly think that a lot of people learn through stories too. So, um, so when I was at therapy, not this last session, but the one before I was telling my therapist like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm dating again. Like I met this guy and she was all excited for me because it had taken me a couple months to really feel ready to date again. And she was like, as long as you set boundaries, like you'll be good. And I was like, okay, bet that's easy. And then I didn't take her advice and I didn't set any boundaries. And, um, I learned the consequences for sure. And so when I met with her again, I was like, girl, what did you mean by boundaries? Because like, give me some examples. Like I want to know next time when I go into dating, like how can I do better? Right. And she was giving me examples of boundaries, basically saying like, you know, don't, don't be such an open book. Like don't reveal all of this oversharing information about yourself to someone that you don't know, because you don't know if you can trust them, right? That's having porous boundaries. That's like, anyone can have access to all the information about me. And then, you know, she said certain things. Um, and it was a different type of boundary than what I was thinking. So she gave examples of personal boundaries, boundaries that you set within yourself. You don't even need to communicate it with the other person. And that's what I was confused on because I thought she said, you need to set boundaries, which meant I needed to have a conversation with somebody else to set boundaries. And she's like, no, you're protecting your peace. You're protecting your energy. And I didn't do that intentionally when I went into to dating somebody new, which was a big mistake because things got confusing and there's miscommunications. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about having boundaries with yourself because I listed a bunch of examples of boundaries in the last episode. And some of those are just with yourself. Some of those are with other things and people. And so we're going to get a little more into what does boundaries with yourself look like? Because this is what I need to learn. So I did a little research and we're going to learn it together. How does that sound? Okay. So when you're thinking of boundaries with yourself, it is an act of self-love. You're saying, what can I tolerate? What can't I tolerate? How do I protect my peace? Basically is how I understand it. So you think of what behavior am I willing to accept? What do I need from other people? What do I need for myself? So this could be things like, um, you know, I can't be on social media for over an hour a day. So I'm going to set that boundary with myself and maintain it. So my mental health stays well, right? Or, you know, if you're watching Netflix, you say, I will watch one episode and that will be it. I won't watch six or seven and spend hours on the couch, right? Or a, a personal boundary could be your budget, right? No one else is spending your money for you. I mean, I would hope not. <laughs> so a budget is a good example of like financial boundaries that you set within yourself. And like for me, an example of a personal boundary I have is I, can't, I don't drink more than two cups of coffee a day, automatic headache. So I know that about myself. It makes me feel <laughs> in pain when I have more of that. So I limit myself. Um, and I mean, you need personal boundaries for a lot of different reasons. A lot of them I explained in the last episode. For me, why I am learning that I need personal boundaries is I 
I'm a trusting person. I'm a believer. I care about people. I am very open. And I, I generally, I just see the best in people. It's like automatic for me to, to see the qualities that I like and kind of ignore the qualities that I don't like. And so for me, some people can see those qualities in me and manipulate me. And if I don't have strong personal boundaries, then I can be manipulated and put into a situation that is less than desirable. And I know that honestly, the majority of the people that listen to this podcast are like young women with big hearts. (laughs) And we're all, I don't want to say we're all in this demographic, but a lot of people, especially women are in the demographic of caring so much that you can put other people before yourself, which puts you in a bad situation. So we're going to talk about setting personal boundaries so that you protect yourself so that you don't give people access to this valuable information about you. Because as I said in the last episode, not everyone is worth knowing you. Not everyone deserves to hear your story. Not everyone deserves to have the love that you have to give, which is a hard truth for me because I think that like everybody deserves love. And so it's, it's a weird balance of like knowing your worth and also I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but knowing your worth, but not giving yourself to everybody. So let's get into some barriers for boundaries. So we're going to talk about why boundaries are hard. And I'm sure that if you practice setting them, you're like, oh, trust me, I know that they're hard. But let's understand why. I always like to know the why behind things, because then you can give yourself a little bit more compassion and you can give other people more compassion because It's easy to be harsh on yourself, but if you think about all the ways that we've been conditioned to not set boundaries, you can give yourself a little bit more grace. (laughs) And I'm saying this also to myself because I need to give myself more grace when it comes to boundary setting because it is hard and it's not fun, but it's, it's very important. So the first barrier that I want to talk about to boundary setting is that most of us don't have examples of healthy boundary setting growing up. Um, Boundaries are learned. Boundaries are taught. And if you didn't see them growing up, you most likely don't know how to set them unless someone sat you down and explained it. And I learned them through trial and error and like being taught by other people. So as kids, like think of think of a time when you were a kid when you knew you were uncomfortable and you were told to ignore it. So like the first example that comes up to me is like, when I feel like a lot of kids, the message that we got growing up was like, you need to finish your plate. But as a kid, I think John Mulaney has this kid about this. It's like, your stomach is like at least half the size of these big adults and you're getting big adult portions. And so you're eating and you're full and you're like, oh, I don't want to finish my plate. But your parents or whoever is like, no, you need to finish your plate. Like you need to eat all your vegetables, even though you know how you feel. So you're growing up, you're constantly given messages to ignore what what's making you uncomfortable to kind of please other people, right? So another example that I was thinking of is like, let's say like you have an uncle that always weirded you out. Like, well, go give him a hug. Like he's going to feel bad if you don't give him a hug. So you ignore your inner knowing and you, you act against it because people are telling you or because you think that it'll like rock the boat or upset someone, right? Um, an example that, that I have growing up, um, I like hated wearing tights for dance practice when I was like eight. I think I was eight when I did dance. 
I hated putting on the tights. They were just uncomfortable. I didn't like them, but it was part of the uniform. Like you had to wear them to go to dance practice. And so regardless of how I felt, I had to basically ignore my, ignore my needs and ignore my uncomfortability so that I wouldn't get in trouble at dance practice. Right. And there's so many messages like this growing up, especially with young kids. It's frustrating because kids are very connected to their inner knowing. If you look at any, like a lot of spiritual books and texts say like kids are like closer to source than most people because they're not conditioned yet by all of the things that separate us from ourselves. So kids know how they feel. And if you, I mean, I could get on a tangent about this, but like inner child healing and all of that stuff, like, like think about the things that you love to do as a kid. Like you were enthusiastic, you were passionate, or at least I know I was like, like I knew what I liked and I knew what I didn't like. And it was kind of along the way that I was conditioned to, I guess, put other people's comfort before mine. Right. And it's not even the true comfortability. It's like, you're putting assumed comfort above your own because like no one, I guess parents, like no one wants to be the the parent that has the rowdy kid that's not listening to the rules. And, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a parent. So I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why kids are told stuff. But the point that I want to make is kids, kids know themselves and they know what makes them comfortable and uncomfortable. And throughout life experiences, we are taught to ignore that and to let people kind of walk all over us because that is like the easier thing, the less, the less conflict route. And that is a huge barrier. And that's why I wanted to talk about it first, because that happens when we are very young, right? I did not see any boundaries in my house growing up. I was often told if I didn't want to do something like, well, you're doing it anyways. Like, I don't really care. And, you know, I was an angsty kid, so I didn't want to do a lot of stuff, but it, it set the tone for me to not really consider how I feel in the decisions that I make. The next barrier with boundary setting that I want to talk about is in relationships. So think of it as like a coin and there's two sides, right? Okay, so one side of the coin is feeling threatened or confused by differences with somebody else. Like you want to be, you want you and the person you're with to be the same as you, right? You want them to think the same, you want them to feel the same, and you want them to act the same as you. And so any differences, like if someone sets a boundary with you, you're like kind of confused and threatened and a little freaked out, right? Then the other side of the coin is feeling scared of being criticized or rejected rejected for, for asking for things that you need. And so you'll drop your boundaries and become very porous and open and let people walk all over you. And, and you can tend to lose yourself in somebody else. And so that's kind of like two sides of a coin as to why it can be hard to keep and maintain and to hold other people's boundaries. And so I want to take a second and I want to talk about enmeshment. So I, this is, this is something that I learned from Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart book. It is so good. And I honestly, before reading this book, I had no understanding as to what boundaries had to do with love, like literally at all. I was like, um, if you love someone, you don't need boundaries. That's literally what I thought before reading this book. So let me read you a quote. From this amazing book, Brene's a queen. Honestly, any of her stuff is like 10 out of 10. So this is in relation to why it's difficult to set boundaries in relationships, but why you need them. You need them. Okay. So she says, 
boundaries are a prere. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> boundaries are a prerequisite for compassion and empathy. We can't connect with someone unless we're clear about where we end and they begin. If there's no autonomy between people, then there's no compassion or empathy, just enmeshment. And so this is the risk that you take if you don't set boundaries in a relationship is there's no clear distinction between two people and you're just enmeshed. Like think of like right now I'm holding my hands and my fingers are crossing over each other and they're just being combined. There's, you need to have separation in relationships. And so you can truly hold space for the other person because if you become entangled in them, then you don't know what's you and what's them. And that is very detrimental to your mental health. That is something that I learned through experience. I didn't understand boundaries until my last relationship. And I realized that it was a lot of enmeshment. I lost myself in somebody else because I didn't set boundaries. And so I know firsthand how not setting boundaries can really, really cause suffering. And I want to share this because I don't want other people to experience this. I want all the people listening and honestly, everybody to feel really worthy in themselves and to, to feel able to take up space and to, and to speak your needs and not be scared of, you know, what somebody else may say. We all deserve to take up space. We all, we all deserve to, to speak our needs and have them be met. And we have that right. And a big part of boundaries is worthiness. And it, it like, all of it ties into itself. I was realizing like my struggles, we're, we're getting, we're getting personal, right? My struggles with validating myself, worthiness, boundaries, all of that is like connected. Like if I truly felt hundred percent worthy, I'd be able to set a boundary and not worry about it at all. But it, it's hard for me and a lot of people to like feel like we can take up space because along the way we've had these experiences that have made us feel inadequate. So I want to talk, I wanted to talk about enmeshment because it, it definitely relates to boundaries and it, it is the risk if you don't set boundaries. And the last barrier that I will get into is feeling bad. <laughs> no one feels good when they set boundaries. You worry that you're going to hurt somebody else's feelings. You worry about retaliation. That was a big reason why I had literally never set a boundary until I was in college, out of college. Um, was because I felt like if I said, Hey, I'm not willing to do X, Y, and Z, then people would retaliate against me and like blow up and just be nasty. And, and, you know, I I've had, I've had negative experiences in the past that have made me like that, that was reality at one point. And so it's hard for me to separate that was then this is now. And a lot of people feel really bad about setting boundaries because, if you think about it, like if someone has access to all of you, like however you want to think about it, if they have access to all of you and you suddenly like, oh, you can only have access to half of me, they're going to be like, what the heck? They're going to be upset. They're going to be like, well, I just, I just had all of this. Like, what do you mean? And so I think a lot of people, especially women feel really bad setting boundaries. You feel kind of guilty. You're like, do I have the right to do this? Um, and that, that's a very real and very valid um, barrier. And so what I want to talk about is some tips, some tips on boundaries. My number one tip is, and this will, this is hard with 
family because you, your family has been your family your whole life, but set boundaries early, set boundaries early into relationships. Let people know where you stand because the longer you go without communicating boundaries, the harder it becomes to set them. And the longer you let, let's say, let's say something makes you uncomfortable and someone continues to do it and they don't know that it makes you uncomfortable. The more that they do it, the harder it's going to be to tell them, Hey, by the way, this makes me really uncomfortable. And I'd really appreciate it if you stop because in your mind, you're like, well, they've already done it like 10 times. So why would I tell them now? So to, to really simplify everything for yourself, set them early. That is, <laughs> that is advice I wish I could have taken a couple of weeks ago. Okay. The next piece of advice I want to give with boundaries is be consistent. Keep reiterating your boundaries and Communicate with people. If they cross your boundary, communicate that with them. Do not just continue to let things slide. So let's use an example of, let's say you've changed your name and you go, you want to go by a different name and someone calls you the wrong name. And if you don't correct them and they keep doing it, it, it gets confusing for them. They're like, well, you didn't correct me the last five times. So I, I, I don't really know what you want and what you need. So be consistent. Boundaries are one of those things, especially if it's people that you're really close to, like family or people that you see a lot or that have known you for a while. You might have to keep reiterating your boundaries because it's a habit. Like it's it's kind of hard to to stop something if you've done it a bunch of times. So be consistent, speak up for yourself again and again. If someone crosses your boundary, communicate that with them or else people are going to to walk all over you and that feels horrible. So be consistent speak up for yourself and really communicate anytime your boundaries are crossed. Boundaries are necessary because they show what is important to you. That is how you communicate to others what you need, right? So it's not something that you're just like, oh, you know, I would really prefer this or I'd really be okay without this. No, they're boundaries for a reason because these are things that are important to you and your mental health. And a gem that, that I wish was on like bulletin boards. You are not responsible for how people react to your boundaries. That is them. And that is something that the frame technique that I talked about in the last episode really helped me understand is that is them. And this is me. What you're responsible for is communicating what makes you uncomfortable. How people handle that information is on them. All you can do is communicate to them. And Letting people disrespect you and walk all over you and and ignore your boundaries, that ultimately hurts you more than anybody else. So what is more important to you, right? Is your peace more important or other people's comfort or the reaction of others of other people? And let me let me tell you something. So I forget where I heard this, but I heard this thing a couple weeks ago that said, everyone is put on this earth with their own best interests in mind. Everybody, even your mom, even your significant other, what they care about and their point of being here is for themselves. And so <laughs> it, 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 frees, it frees me a lot knowing that because I feel like I am more able to be selfish in the way that like I have my own best interests in mind. And my wants and needs are mine and I don't need to worry about others. I don't need to worry about what they want and their comfortability, unless obviously they communicate it with you and, and set a boundary with you. 
but your priority in this life is you. You are the caretaker. That's the corniness of you are the healer, right? You are your own center, right? And so is everybody else. And so you have to be the one to speak up for your wants and your needs and your preferences. No one else is going to do it for you. And it is much better to consider yourself because it is your peace. It is your mental health that will be hurt if you don't, right? We are responsible for our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our words, our bodies. We are not responsible for other people. We're not responsible for how they feel. We're not responsible for what they do, how they react, right? Because we, every single person is their own center. That is what they're worried about. So you can focus on your own experience and and let go of the stress of worrying about how other people are going to react because that's not your responsibility. Okay, stepping off my soapbox to talk about how do we word setting boundaries, right? If it's new to you, it's it's hard to uh, know exactly what to say. And I have learned from experience and also being a psych nurse, I've, I've done many groups on boundaries and heard lots of stories. So um, be clear when you're setting boundaries and be clear with what's okay with you, right? You don't want to come in hot saying all these negative things and saying, well, when you do this, I can't stand it and, and, and all of that stuff. Because something that you need to be mindful of when setting boundaries is people will be defensive. When you are telling someone, this thing that you do makes me uncomfortable, most people will automatically go to protect themselves. And so you want to word it in a way that take, helps people take their guard down so they know that you're coming from a place of love. And so something that I do before I set boundaries is I sit down with the person. First thing I do is I say, do you have space for a conversation or something along the lines, right? Because I don't want to have a hard conversation with somebody if, if they've had a long day or if they're tired or if they have too much on their plate. I really like to communicate and make sure that it is okay with that person that we have a conversation first, right? And then usually what I do, especially with family, because I feel like boundaries are the hardest with family. What I'll do is usually I start with like a little spiel of like, I love you. I love you very much. And I want to have this conversation with you because I want a relationship to be better. That's really what boundaries are, is you are telling people, this is where you can love me. This is what I need. And I want this to be good. I want this to work. That is what boundaries are ultimately saying. But when you're getting a boundary set on you, it doesn't feel that way at all. So that's why I like to start with, you know, I love you and I want to make our, our relationship better. That is why I'm having this conversation. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be having this conversation, right? So these are some examples of wording boundaries, right? So you can say, I, I like to say what, what is okay and then what is not okay, right? Make it very clear. Brene Brown says, clear is kind, unclear is unkind, especially with boundary setting. So be clear and, and it doesn't have to be complicated, right? So an example is, it's okay to change your mind. It's not okay to assume that I'm okay with the changes without talking to me first right? It's okay to disagree with me, but it's not okay to ridicule my ideas and my beliefs. Another good way to set a boundary is say like, I feel statements, right? So I feel uncomfortable when people are, are in my personal bubble. Could you give me some, some more personal space? I use that at work all the time, <laughs> all the time. I'm like, I'm going to need you to back up. Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, or, you know, I feel embarrassed when you joke about me. I, I would like you to stop making, making jokes about me to your friend. Um, and then you can also straight up just say no or state your boundary, right? No is a complete sentence and you don't need to start your boundary with, I'm sorry, but I can only stay for an hour. I can't stay all night. Don't say you're sorry. That's, that's your limit, right? You need to communicate your limit. So straight up, you can say, I'm not willing to talk about this right now. I literally said that today. And that, that's a complete sentence. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You just need to clearly state what your limits are. We're going to interrupt the episode with me plugging myself just for a little bit. So I'm doing this podcast right now, 100% just for free, which I, I really don't mind because the number one reason why I'm doing this is to help people. I want to help people help themselves. I want to give them the education and the resources and the encouragement to take care of their own mental health. And that to me is priceless. There's no amount of money that would be better than that feeling, right? Than the feeling of, of getting a text from, from someone I love saying, my mom loves your podcast and having very wonderful conversations with people because of episodes or talking with, with my friends or people about mental health, which is something I'm so passionate about. So I don't want this to seem like, oh, give me money, give me money, you know, but I am doing this, you know, I'm taking a lot of time and effort out of my life to create content. And so there's a couple ways that you guys can support me and to really help me make this a sustainable thing, which I, I would really, really like it to be. So in every episode, there are show notes and there are links to a bunch of different things, right? There are links to, I mean, I have, I have a lot of stuff going on, not to, not to brag, but I've been, I've been working on this stuff. And so I, you can, you know, follow the, you are the healer Instagram. You can follow my, my personal TikTok, right. And really like engage with the profiles. That's really helpful. I also have a couple, um, ambassador things going on. So I'm really excited. I just got, um, to be a honey stinger ambassador. And if you know me, I'm training for a half marathon and, running for like three hours isn't possible without fuel. So I now have a 10% honey stinger discount. The link is in, it will be in all of the show notes in the future. It is in my link tree and my Instagram. And I will literally text it to you. If you're thinking about buying stuff, I love their stuff. And it was like something that I signed up for on my own because I genuinely just love the product. So I was really excited that I, that I am now an ambassador. I'm like, heck yeah. Um, I also am an ambassador for, um, this girl that I love, she's a therapist named Tiffany Rowe, and she has mental health courses, um, and, and they're on anything. She's got a lot of really good stuff on eating disorders and religious trauma, and you can buy those courses at a 10% off code with the link that I have. And then the same type of thing um, for an activewear brand, but it's 20% off. So if you use those codes, then I get a tiny little bit of commission, which really, really helps me. But the number one thing that you can do to help support me in the podcast is you can subscribe. You can be a monthly subscriber and set up, like you can pay me literally whatever you want. You can pay me like one cent a month if you really want, but it's a reoccurring monthly subscription. And so that link is also in the bio or the show notes of the podcast. That would be really, really helpful, but also just sharing the podcast in general. So I need to get a hundred listeners in 60 days in order to have ads, right? And ads are how you get money. So I'm at 69 listens in 60 days. And if you 
you text this to a coworker that you think would really like it, or you share it with your family member, or you just tell people about it. That really, really helps me. And that is something that once we get the ball rolling, I think I'll be just fine. But I would really like to be able to, to have some financial compensation for the podcast. And there's lots of different ways that you can support me. So I really appreciate any effort that you that you put into supporting this podcast. It really means the world to me because I want to continue to make content and help people. And I'm really passionate about it. And so it'd be really great if we could have a team effort to get me there. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the topic. Now we're going to do the really not fun part of boundaries, which is the flip side. How do we receive someone's boundaries? How do we accept someone else's? I know I've had a hard time with this and I've watched other people in my life have a hard time. So it's important to respect other people's boundaries because if you repeatedly violate someone's boundaries, they can grow resentful. They can withdraw from you. They can leave you and it's, it's honestly just disrespectful. If someone's communicating what they're uncomfortable with, they want to change that. And if you are not changing it, it's, it's disrespectful, it's inconsiderate. And so it's really important to know how to hold someone's boundaries and accept them. So something that, that I will do with other people's boundaries is if there's not like a clear distinction about something, always just ask. It is better to ask for something What's, what's the saying? It's the saying is opposite of what I'm trying to say. That it's like, oh, better to ask for forgiveness than permission or something like that. That, that is not the case with, with treating human beings, at least in my opinion. If you're on the fence about something, go ahead and ask them. Say, is it okay for me to post this picture? Is it okay for me to, to see other people? It, just always ask because then, you're, then you know for sure and you're not rolling the dice if you're going to hurt somebody, right? And with other people's boundaries, get curious about them. If, if you're confused, if you don't understand what's going on, ask them questions. Say, you know, I want to know more as to why this is so important to you. I want to know what specifically makes you uncomfortable. And that way you're fostering a good communication and a good conversation instead of being defensive or not understanding. So then you forget. If you, if you get curious and you ask someone why they're setting a boundary, you're more likely to remember it because you'll know why they're setting it, right? And with, with stuff like this, respect someone's answer. Okay. If, if you ask someone like, Hey, um, let me, let me think of an example. Is it okay if, um, you know, I sleep over at this person's house and they say no, and then you do it anyways. It's like, why would you even ask if you're just going to do it anyways? I know in my personal life that has made me more upset than anything when someone asks and I tell them, and then they go ahead and do what they were going to do anyways. It's like, why would you even ask? Because then you know that it's wrong. Like, so respect and honor someone when they communicate what they're uncomfortable with. And then if someone's not very clear with, with their needs, you can always look for signs that someone's uncomfortable. You can look for someone, you know, fidgeting or feeling really tense. And, and some of us are better at this than other people, but I, I can really tell what's going on with someone given their body language. And so noticing if someone's uncomfortable, maybe they get really quiet. Maybe they retreat. Then you can ask and you can understand because maybe something's making them uncomfortable. Maybe they don't feel safe enough to speak up, right? And then when you're receiving someone's boundaries, it's important to acknowledge it, right? Talk about it. 
And when they communicate with you, let's say like someone says like, you know, I will not work after 7 p.m., right? Then you will say back, okay, I understand you're not going to work after 7 p.m., right? So that way it helps you remember because you're acknowledging it. The other person feels seen and heard. And it's just overall like (laughs) closed loop communication, right? That's what I'm talking about a lot at work with like, um, you know, communication in the workplace and stuff. But if someone tells you something, you acknowledge it so that they know that you heard them and you're more likely to respect and hold their boundary. A big thing, a big thing with getting boundaries set on you. I don't, that's like the wording's not exactly how you want, but a big thing with holding someone else's boundaries, don't push back. If someone is brave enough to say what is making them uncomfortable, do not make them feel bad. Do not make them question it. Don't don't say, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it anyways. Or get on the defense. It's not personal. Someone's boundaries towards you is not personal. They are literally communicating what they need so that they can love you better, so that, that they can be in your life better. So it's important to take a step back when you're receiving a boundary and say, this isn't about me. This is about the other person feeling comfortable. And I know it's kind of funny because <laughs> this kind of feels like a little... Um, in contrast to what I was saying earlier about like everyone's on this planet for themselves, but it's really important to be able to receive boundaries and to be a safe space for somebody else. And you can be both. You can be, I don't even want to use the word selfish, but you can have your own best interest in mind and still hold someone's needs with boundaries. It's, there's a lot of duality and nuance in life and it's not just one thing or another. You can hold someone's boundaries and still stick up for yourself. And practicing either end will help you do the opposite too. So practicing setting boundaries will help you receive boundaries and vice versa. And we're all human. You know, we all, we all make mistakes. If you violate someone's boundary, if they've communicated a boundary with you and you violate it, just apologize. Most of the time we don't mean to. So let's go back to the name thing, right? Let's say, you know, you call someone the wrong name. It just slips out. Just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I used the wrong name. Because then you're acknowledging what they're comfortable with. And you're going back to, to their needs and their wants. And it helps people feel more respected. And also, if you find yourself routinely violating someone's boundaries on accident, be gentle with yourself. Please be gentle with yourself. We are human. We make mistakes. And especially if it's something that you've been doing for a long time, you're not going to have one conversation and, and, and never do the thing again. Right? So So be gentle with yourself. Give yourself space because you're doing your best. I say this all the time. Everyone is doing their best at every given moment. So if you slip up and you disrespect someone's boundaries, own up to it, apologize, but please be nice to yourself. And to bring us home, we are going to do some affirmations regarding boundaries. So what we're going to do is I'm going to say it, you're going to say it, and we're going to say it together. Okay. And this will help us feel more confident in setting boundaries, all right? So go ahead and sit up straighter. Maybe put your hands on your hips if you're feeling saucy. Stick your chest out and and really say it like you mean it, okay? I have the right to speak up for myself. I have the right to speak up for myself. I protect my peace. I protect my peace. My needs are important. My needs are important. 
I deserve to feel good. I deserve to feel good. I value my time, energy, and peace. I value my time, energy, and peace. Lastly, I am not afraid to say no. I am not afraid to say no. Thank you guys so much for listening and learning about boundaries. I really would love to hear what you liked about the episode, maybe something that you're going to do differently, something that you learned. And you can do this. You can DM me on Instagram. You can send me a Snapchat. You can text me. You can comment on the You Are The Healer Instagram or DM it. I absolutely freaking love hearing how you guys like the podcast and and what's resonating for you. That really fuels me to, to keep doing this. I really love it. Um, there are links in the show notes of different articles that helped me learn more about boundaries if you want to read up on them. Um, and yeah, go ahead and support me in all the ways that I said. And I love you guys so much. It means the world to me that you're listening. Thank you for giving me space to do what I absolutely love. And I believe in your ability to help yourself. Take care until next time.